Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 28 of Transformers Armada. It is Awakening. This episode was written by Shoji Chinoki. And the last time on Transformers Armada, Thrust was able to reveal that Sideways was a traitor to the Decepticon cause. And in this episode, the narrator, Jim Conrad is back, tells us that something is approaching. Yep. We're down on the beach having a good old shoot at the rocks the enemy is hiding behind fight. And, and this is one of the, maybe the first time, but if not one of the few times that we've actually, the this episode starts exactly where the last episode ended. Yeah, like it, it, they don't like overlap anything or, or nothing has, you know, happened off camera as it were. Mm-hmm. But uh, the ground starts shaking all of a sudden. And then that starship we saw last time that was flying through the solar system flies over them. The starship that I said looks like Shockwave, that one, just saying. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, <laughs> although I do like that Smokescreen sees it and he's like, retreat! And he just runs for it and nobody <laughs> yeah. else does. Nobody even acknowledges it. <laughs> but yeah, this thing crashes, I guess, and slides into the ocean and from above it looks like a battleship. Yeah. And uh, Thrust tells Megatron that it's... Your turn. I'm here today with an offer you can't pass up. A genuine, one-of-a-kind, uh, ship? What kind of ship? That's a great question, Mothball. Do you have an answer? Yes. What is it? It's very satisfying. The Transformer. No, the answer. So what's the answer? Concise and factual. <sighs> what type of vehicle is this Transformer? Oh, it's big. Herman, I swear to fucking fine, God. Fine, fine, fine. It's a spaceship. Or a battleship. Who knows with these zany things? Does it transform into anything else? Uh, I bet it probably might, maybe. Oh, hey, look at the time. I've got to get going and drop off my old-timey fedora at the hat shop before... Yeah, it's, uh, Tidal Wave is his name, and he's a big battleship. Now that he's in the water, like you said, he looks like a battleship. And then, um, uh, he uh, orders him to attack the Autobots, and we get a voiceover from Carlos. Yeah, Carlos is going on, I'll never forget the first time I saw that gigantic Decepticon. Well, well no, you're never going to forget the first time you saw an alien freaking battlecruiser just land in the water. Yeah, oh, so many of their voiceovers are just, it, they're, they're literally explaining what we just saw and then adding, wow, wasn't that something? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, opening bumper. <laughs> And when we come back, the Autobots are pinned down, but Smokescreen has had enough of this shit. He transforms his crane iron out to blast something. But before he can do anything, the Decepticons blast him. Yeah, he gets shot by the Decepticons, not Tidal Wave. And then Starscream approaches, not Tidal Wave. So Jetfire flies up to fight him, not Tidal Wave. And I'm <laughs> thinking, like, wait, is Tidal Wave even a threat? Well, yeah, all he's really doing is keeping the Autobots from moving anywhere. And I think Alexis says something about as long as he's got them pinned down, uh, the Decepticons can go get the Minicon, which they don't do like why are none of them running for that fucking mini gone i was gonna try to think of an answer and then i realized it's just dumb um so we go to the blurred hot shot and this actually isn't dumb this is kind of neat they both power link and they drive underwater and then rad says they must be attacking the ship under its weak spot here's what a weak spot is and he explains (laughs) to us what a weak spot is fucking dude and back in the air, Thrust transforms to chase Jetfire. He's got him in his sights, but th- this was fucking cool. Jetfire transforms back to robot mode. It does a backflip in the air, grabs Thrust, who's still in Jetfire mode, and starts to nosedive them both into the ocean. But then Thrust just goes invisible, and I yes. guess 
that makes him lose his grip. This reminds me, there was a Richie Rich cartoon years ago I saw, and he turned invisible and, like, would pick something up. And because he was invisible, every time he picked something up, it floated up and down like a ghost. And this is, I don't know why, but this seems to be a cliche in a lot of cartoons that as soon as somebody goes invisible, you just can't even grab them. It, yeah. It's, the animators are confusing invisible and phasing, like, out of phase. Anyway, rant over. <laughs> Thrust reappears, but Jetfire realizes he needs to draw some of Tidal Wave's fire away from the other Autobots, so he flies in guns blazing, and Tidal Wave's guns turn and start shooting back, and <laughs> Jetfire's like, well, I guess that was a stupid idea, and <laughs> thrusts his mini-conner back, and they're shooting at him, too. And then we have a pointless kid moment, and then we go back to Hotshot and Blur in the water, and they fire missiles at Tidal Wave, and then swim up, I think, underneath them, and just literally, they go cow-tipping. They just tip them over. Yeah, they... Flip him over like you flipped over an aircraft carrier, yeah. whatever he is. Like, uh, remember in a plague of Insecticons, Megatron picked the ship up and threw it at Optimus. It was kind of like that. Yes, but that was G one Megatron. He can do that. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, thrush flies off, and the kids are all happy back at the base. But then the Minicon alarm goes off, and it's two Minicons. And then Fred asks if anyone has a candy bar, and no one even acknowledges it. Like they're at that point with him. Before. It's just like, yeah, just ignore him. Yeah, they're gonna get under his body odor later. I do <laughs> like. Well, I don't like it, but there was a classic rad moment here where he says uh, oh we knocked over Tidal Wave now all we have to do is track down Megatron and the war will be over yes. no it's that's that's not the point of the war you dolt <laughs> anyway um, yeah so Alexis finds two minicons and then their minicons enter and dance well that's what I have is Highwire and the other two run into the room and start dancing and R2D2 doing about funky something. chicken yes especially Highwire well did you ever play Portal 2 oh yeah where uh, what the, the co-op one the, the taller one I think where he just kind of dances on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> it might be yeah. that. Anyway, commercial break. And when we come back, Highwire's still dancing away, but then he <laughs> and the other two minicons run off, and the boys follow them, because Alexis is just going to monitor things from here. She's she's not coming with. Yeah, this series is really feels in the latter half of this series. They're going headstrong into because she's a girl. <laughs> it, I know they're not saying it, but she is always the one who's saying, I'll just stay here and monitor. You go have an adventure, boys. Yeah. Uh, this wasn't a full rant but rant over uh, anyway then we see a minicon half buried in the sand and the transformers are fighting in the distance and it's like all their minicons it's just laying there and it's i don't know how many millions of years old and nobody's picked it up once <laughs> and then we uh alexis also determines that one of them is inside the autobot ship somewhere like buried beneath it and the other one's in the sky she can't figure that one out yet but then we go to megatron and then he's scolding thrust for tidal waves failure remember thrust is the great tactician who is batting yes. zero currently zero um, and then this is like over and three. then he starts just begging tidal wave please do something anything please <laughs> like this guy sucks <laughs> But then we just see tidal waves sinking and sinking and sinking, and then there's just this burst of energy, and a transformed tidal wave starts to come back up. Yeah, you see the hand, and okay, I don't understand why anybody in, like, any of the Transformers were thinking this was over. He's a, he's a Decepticon, of course he's going to transform. It's like they don't realize 
what cartoon they're in. Anyway, we go back to Alexis, and then she discovers the exact location of the Minicons. I'll be honest, I kind of checked out, and I don't remember where they are. Well, one of them is within the Autobot base, which she somehow determines because it's not moving, it must be there. But none of them move until they activate them. By the way, one of them is somewhere in the Autobot base or buried deep beneath it, and the other one must be on the moon because the signal's coming from the sky. It's on the moon! So the boys are following the Minicons. I guess they're going for the one after in the uh, Autobot base. And now we're going to chastise Fred about his his body odor. I, I think, are they going on the diabetes still? I think it's just the body odor. Well, he's like, yeah, my feet are starting to hurt because I wore the wrong shoes. And Vaughn's is like, well, yeah, and you should change your socks once in a while. Carl's yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, man, they reek. <laughs> yeah, they, they really shouldn't this guy. I really hope that Fred, um, or Frederick, as we'll later hear him called. Yes. Uh, I really hope that Fred is the one kid who, who really becomes successful. And at some point down the road, Rad has to go to him and ask for a job. Yes. It's like uh, uh, whether or not he actually said it, but there was that meme that had the picture of Bill Gates. It says, be nice to nerds because someday you might have to work for one. Uh, anyway, then Sideways tells Alexis about the Requiem Blaster. Oh, yeah. Sideways shows up. Yeah, he's on the on the screen. So so much for the firewall that Red Lord <laughs> put in. But yeah, he says, I'm here to deliver a message. And it's this thing called the Requiem Blaster, and you're going to need it because your troops are getting their asses kicked and all this other shit. And, okay, and Red Alert's never heard of it. How, how do so few Transformers know about so many, or not know, about so many all-powerful weapons? Yes. These are weapons that when, they're, when we're introduced to them, they're like, this is the legendary Boom Boom Shield or the Skyforge Sword or whatever the hell. They, and it, it's just <laughs> like, where... Like, how does how does it surprise everybody? You should know. I'm not going to grumble, grumble, grumble. <laughs> anyway, we then go back to the battle and Tidal Wave has is starting to come out of the out of the water. And Thrust orders him to finish the Autobots and he starts blasting and slowly flying towards him. So I guess he can fly. Oh, he's... oh I'll get this one. He transforms into a robot. Yeah, so he transforms into a robot, and he flies, too. He's big for a flyer. Oh, yeah. Well, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Menasaur when you first see him like that. If, if you I look at the totally picture of the two of them, that. not really kind of the same, but yeah, he does kind of look like uh, Motormaster with, you know, shit stuck to him. But uh, Alexis realizes, holy shit, Sideways was telling the truth. The Autobots do need help. Yeah, uh, so then Tidal Wave flies at them and shoots. He opens fire with the same guns that didn't defeat the Autobots the last time. Um, and then we go back to the boys. And Fred is complaining that his thighs are rubbing together and his underwear is riding up. And I can admit I laughed out loud. Yeah, and Brad's like, oh, come on, man. We're almost there. But then they hear Fred scream from behind them because he fell down some stairs. The rest of them somehow didn't see. And somehow he's Like 20 he's feet and, of stairs. Yeah, and like he's at the bottom of it and he's okay his shoes didn't fall off and <laughs> he tells them they got to get down there because he found something something shiny <laughs> uh so then we go to uh just that classic boring transformers armada combat of everybody firing at everyone and standing still the entire time it's the weakest thing this show does in its action scenes um and then optimus and jetfire combine mm -hmm. they form ultra mega super thing and we start switching back and forth a lot here. oh yeah back in the ship rad tells the minicons uh, you go in first to see what this shiny thing is that fred can see but all they do is start running on the spot and then it's a quick bit of tidal wave shooting at optimus and jetfire and then right back with the kids they find the minicon so i guess they went in first and i thought it looked like something made out of like 
early 80s space Lego. I'm going to be honest, Paul. I was kind of zoning out. I really did not care for this episode. Um, be, but what brought me back in was that when that one starts to activate, the one up in the sand like glows. I think another one does as well. Um, and then we get a new Minicon who looks like he's a space shuttle, kind of. Um, he actually, if is if he's accurate, toy accurate, it would it looks like it'd be an interesting transformation for a toy. But oh, this is where Fred calls himself Frederick. Yeah, the boys introduce themselves. I'm Rad. I'm Carlos. And then for some reason, Vaughn says I'm Billy. And then Fred's like, and I'm Frederick. <laughs> uh, and then we go back to the surface and uh, Tidal Wave and Super Thing fight. Yeah, and Jet Optimus gets blasted and falls in the water. And Tidal Wave does like that evil monster laugh like (laughs) (laughs) and then with the boys that new minicon just stands there i I got really bored uh and then it just runs away and it also tries to shoot the boys i don't know none of this makes sense uh and then carlos gives us a voiceover while he and the other boys are chasing the minicon and back on the beach tidal wave has optimus laid out now but the autobots start blasting i guess that gets his attention he turns to shoot back at them and i guess the autobots learn nothing from attacking him from underwater earlier because rather than fly behind and shoot him jet optimus just runs away and hides behind (laughs) a giant rock like just flying behind him all his guns are on his chest like Uh, but it ends with uh, another voiceover by Jim Conrad, who does have a great voice. Uh, but he says, has time run out for Optimus Prime? Will Shockwave destroy the Autobots? He called Tidal Wave Shockwave. I was right. I'm completely validated. A giant Decepticon starship comes to Earth and he takes the form of a battleship. Well, that's a good form for a Transformer his size, right? He'll blend right in. No! This isn't like the Autobots taking the forms of commonplace vehicles. There's enough sports cars and tractor trailers and cranes and shit that a few more would never stand out. But there are only so many destroyers and frigates and whatever else you call them in the world, none of which are painted purple, and a significant percentage of them belong to the United States Navy, and I guarantee there's a whole team of people at the Pentagon whose job it is to know exactly where every warship on Earth is at all times. They're gonna know this one isn't theirs. Or anybody's. You couldn't get a rubber dinghy within 100 miles of either coast of the United States without it being detected by their Navy or Coast Guard, much less a purple battleship that flew in from space. Also, by taking that form, you're limiting your Earth mode's mobility to the ocean, which admittedly covers most of the planet, so from space to an alien probably made sense. But that begs the question, if the Minicons were scattered all over the Earth, why aren't more of them underwater? We've only seen one so far. Shouldn't three quarters of them be? Not that I want any more underwater episodes after Ruin, because that episode was absolutely... Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show Awakening. Paul, what did you think of this unwoke episode? <laughs> unwoke? Uh, it was... Uh, yeah, I didn't really like it, to be no. honest. I mean, it was kind of neat to see Sideways just pop back in and go, Hey, by the way, you know, this is... Something you should look into. Fred gave me a couple laughs. I yeah. like I like Fred being a schmuck in this, and you know what? I do like that we're introducing Transformers of various sizes. Yeah, well, this one is basically Trypticon, right? So yeah, I'm thinking, basically. how long before there's someone that's basically Metroplex? Oh, I mean, it's it's got to be coming. You know what? With this series, I'm just expecting. Okay, eventually there's somebody that's basically Cyclonus. There'll mm. be somebody that's basically Grimlock. There'll be somebody that's basically everybody, but they'll all be named wrong. Yes. Yeah. You know what though? <laughs> on the whole like everything in this episode was 
it was either just wasting time or it was somebody in a voiceover explaining that what I just saw was a waste of time. Yeah. The next episode Paul and I are going to review is Desperate. If you want to see two desperate guys, right? Of course, I'm going to go with that one. It's easy jokes. I'm on Twitter <laughs> at John Sobey and Paul is at pmacperson1. Yep. And make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you then. My feet are starting to hurt because I wore the wrong shoes.